you know, I don't make music like Nirvana, but definitely a lot of the production ideas they had that I was exposed to as a kid really informed a different sensibility than if I had just been listening to uh, Joan Paez. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, her, yeah, her, um, vi- her videos really lack in production value. Um, yeah, seriously. Um, but then, uh, yeah, I think it just... Well, I mean, I don't you know, know. I, I mean, just, I mean, to take that to take that video apart for a second. I go to the weight wheel. Are That was a high sc- a real high school gymnasium. Mm-hmm. It was a bunch of friends from the band, and the band's girlfriends at the time are dressed as cheerleaders, but they're dressed as cheerleaders with like Sharpie marker tattoos that say slut and the anarchy symbol and all of that stuff. And so, so really tricked out, kind of making, I mean, making a, a I think, really pointed. Um, satirical statement on who their audience is going to be, mm-hmm. you know, because I mean it certainly was for me. You know, that, I mean that, that that record dropped, I think, my senior year of high school. Um, right. And um, so yeah. Whereas and, for me, that was that and then, was that's Kevin Kearslake. Is that Kevin Kearslake? Yeah. Oh, I don't video remember. Director, the director. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, some somebody should comment and tell us if it's not, but I think it's Kevin Kearsley. And and so there's they have they actually they had two lighting techniques. Mm-hmm. It was the literally the lights in the gym, so all of the establishing shots of the janitor guy who's digging the music and dancing around with his mop and his bucket, and the and the kid, the friends of the band who are in um, the bleachers and the girls. And then you had the close-ups of Kurt, which were done with a single lamp with a bare 75-watt light bulb. Mm -hmm. So you get that golden, you know, bathed in this golden, almost spotlight, but you know his eyes are obscured because his hair's casting a shadow over his over the top half of his face. That's just a bare light bulb. Mm-hmm. And they had a smoke machine. Right. That's it. I mean, it probably you know you could go out and buy all that stuff at Walmart for less than two hundred dollars. I, um, I can attest that I, I you can. <laughs> I bought that shit for my first few films. Yeah. I mean, I, I still remember going to Home Depot to get my first lights for filming because I could afford construction lights. Yeah. I, I couldn't afford the real sort of film light setup with balance. 
Which, I mean, you know, it, that led me down interesting roads then. So I didn't, you know, my light setups were never balanced. They were always improper and wrong. You know, but it, it always kind of, it worked for the kind of sensibilities I had that were naturally pulling from a different film assembly. I mean, it, you know, it, it's even to the point of like the very first film I did, I remember I had that whole scene set up where the guy's walking down uh, a, a hallway with just this weird abstraction of lighting and we were able to film that in a regular office building because we had switchers on light. You know, we just had a couple different light switches that we were able to flick on and off. But right. there was just, when I set the camera down, I remember everyone who was there filming with me was like, so how are you going to do this? I was like, you're going to flip those switches. And it just worked. And so that sort of willingness to not think you need a professionalism about it has led me down roads in which I, I, I'm willing to think you most of the time don't. Sometimes you can really learn from the professionalism, but usually I just learned what I didn't want to do. Yeah, no, that makes, I mean, it, it, it makes perfect sense, and you can see it in your work. And But, I mean, and, you know, with these, I mean, I mean I, part of the thing, too, is I always, when we're putting these out with your music, like, I most often than not wouldn't refer to them as music videos but as films. Right. Even though they were music videos. But my, my interpretation of them was much more like if I was making a film and this was the music cue. Is that the same? I mean, I know you've done music videos for other artists, and and uh, is is that really just is that what you're known for? Is that what you is that what you do, or do you you know do you go back and forth from doing? Oh, this is a prom. You know, I mean, uh, for example, I was having a conversation with with somebody. I know the other day and they they were about to go you know do a you know they had they had paid to or their record label had paid for them to do a a promotional video and mm -hmm. they were they were about to go in and 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 you know it was very it's very typical you kind of go into a club the club that you wouldn't you know that you're gonna play that night you kind of go in at noon when it's empty and play, pretend play, basically. Right. <laughs> play like you're playing, and it's, you know, it's filled with, um, you know, it's filled with people who want to be extras in the video, and, and there's, you know, there's all of this kind of push to kind of feature you and promote you and that kind of thing. I mean, do you go back and forth between doing stuff that you you consider to be conceptually films that utilize the music to doing more promotional kind of almost videos as advertisements for your for the band that you're working with you know i've done a few of those i mean i did i did one a number of years ago for the new standards that was a straight up performance video I saw that. That was the uh, Postal Service cover, right? Yep. Yep. It was a great, great video. Well shot. Black and white, right? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah, really beautiful. 
And I'm doing one right now for a local guy by the name of Scott Woldridge that's kind of in the same light. It's, it's a performance video, though the thing I'm finding interesting with this one is I'm able to pull in more of the footage of, that we filmed when they weren't performing. So it gives it a more pseudo sort of documentary look of like, these people came together out of some weird reason and decided to play this song. Right. The, the trick being that they actually played it. Like they were playing it to the track, but the because of everything they have is acoustic, they couldn't not like the easiest way to do it was for them to play it. So there's much less of that sort of falsity in the the way the camera takes it in because you it feels real. Like it feels like it comes through the material. I think in those cases it's much more driven by the artist than me. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't have a say in kind of how it's filmed and how it's cut, obviously, but I think it's more driven by a, a me serving an interest of theirs of something they're hoping to achieve and trying to make it as as well as I can and as honest as I can, especially if it's in something where it's that sort of false performance video sort of thing. Because you don't want it to resonate as a false performance unless that's the rub, unless that's sort of the joke of it. I think if 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 it's not driven by them, if it's much more of like, you know, like you talked about with music where it's you can do this a way that no one else can do it and so we want you to just go and run with it. Then it's kind of up in the air where it comes from, but usually it's not going to be a music video that looks like a music video. Right. And I and and the same could be said. I mean, I've only done a couple that could be considered sort of promos and I don't really know how good I am at the sort of promote run of things but even in the ones that I did do they didn't really act a whole lot like promos in the way that you think of them like they didn't look like a commercial per se they felt like a tiny little mini movie yeah you know of a few seconds long I don't think I can think of the way of the sort of commercial aesthetic I mean I don't I don't think I've driven myself down a road that's oh well if i make this film then that'll you know hit the box office charts here for views and then that means i can do this one that raises a really interesting point in that a lot of the auteur directors either choose music videos or commercials I, I don't necessarily think there's a politics to that. I mean, it's just, it's still art, no yeah. matter no matter what, you know, no matter where it 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 again goes from there or what purpose it's it's used for. I mean, I would watch a two-hour reel of Spike Jones music videos as if it were a movie. It would be a very, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, it, it would to me it would be just as compelling, and that's one of the things. Again, getting back to particularly this run of three Aoki Gahara films is that there's just there's a there's a lot of technical stuff that that's going on. There, it really embraces this collage concept. To my eye, it's still using this archive footage, but it's doing it a different way. I'm assuming that mm-hmm. the 
the doctors who are performing the surgery in Aoki Gohara's third video were not originally bright pink. No. No, okay. All right. No, <laughs> just, no, just no. They were... Po- they, point of clarification. I, yeah. No, if I'm remembering correctly, they were black and white. Yeah, yeah. And so so you're, you're, you're layering these techniques, which are filmic techniques. They're not necessarily something that you would see... Yeah. No, I mean, well, and, and like this, you know, this one in particular, the the way I made this, it it always makes me think of early Russian cinema and a lot of the more experimental considerations that kind of arose from that Russian aesthetic of image assembly. Well, there's this not, great not I mean, to put not to position myself with them, but that's just like when I watch it, I a lot it always makes me think of the way they would put images together. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, just different choices. I think it's 11 total minutes, but it's dispersed throughout the film. But, I mean, if you watch Eisenstein's Battleship Potemkin, there's, you, you are watching 11 minutes of guys going up and down stairs mm-hmm. in a row, you know. And... Yeah. I mean, eleven solid minutes in a film that I, that's not very long, <laughs> right? I mean, it, it it's pretty long. I mean, I, I I can't remember. And so choosing kind of you know choo- choosing some of the some of the things that you did the mechanic in in the second video, it's doctors in the in the third, and then it's it it goes completely abstract in the fourth mm-hmm. where you don't see any of that at all you you're you're left with these light this light painting almost that's right. what i call it you know i call it like a, a light painting of this kaleidoscope of light and movement that again matches perfectly with the music yeah well and and i mean who's closest cousin within this entire series is the the last piece of the last album visually yeah yeah. and i mean that was very much by thoughtful design i mean you know we've talked a bit of off off podcast about you know making stuff where each can live on its own each can live within the record but then really having something where if you look at the bulk of work that's gone into the yokai trilogy it all has a wholeness to it within its individuality. Yeah, you introduce all of these concepts, and I, you know I'm sure there are people who are listening right now who are really banging their head up against a wall because it's me interviewing you, and they they probably <laughs> have really technical questions that I should be asking, but I'm but I'm not because I just don't know enough. But it seems like you introduce all of these techniques in the first record, going from the the the, the augmented found footage of the first video into this sequence that's utilizing text and light and color in the third, the second, third, and fourth, and then you go straight minimal with the fifth and mm-hmm. so do you want do you want to talk a little bit about a little bit about the fifth for Aoki Gahara because I I have to say this is I, I don't have favorites 
but <laughs> if I if I were to have a favorite video or a video that made such a huge impression on me the first time I saw it is uh, the one that does the least is yeah <laughs> it <laughs> yeah I remember this one the the fifth one pushed everything away like I kept when I was trying to sort of work with it I was you know trying different things trying to find the right timing I mean and naturally it's it's you know it's a five minute piece of music which requires usually you would think a, a pretty extensive palette um, and I think I remember I, w- I had been building this with the idea of building on top of it but everything that I built on top of it didn't seem right and so at a certain point I just built this and that was the only thing that didn't seem to get pushed away was this sort of just r- repetitious sensibility of work Thank you. 